Learn more faster. Nine tips to increase listening comprehension from audiobooks and podcasts. Hey guys and gals, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. And isn't it appropriate that I'm dropping these tips on you via your earbuds or your headphones or Perhaps there's some people out there just using their normal speakers to listen to this. We're all passionate about the learning while we're listening, right? And this article, you're going to want to go and check it out on LimitlessMindset.com, linked below wherever you are listening to this, as I've got a cool slide image to go with it, and then I have some links that are going to be perhaps clickworthy for you. Let's dive in. The main problem with knowledge acquisition, or quote-unquote learning for those of you who might not want to use my cool new buzz phrase, you know, I'm a guy that invents buzz phrases that comes with the territory, you know, if you want to use them yourself, well, uh, I don't know, tag me on Twitter, let me know, and I will feel uh, oh so violated. I mean, not violated, validated. I'll feel oh so validated if you do so. Okay, so the problem with knowledge acquisition is that it's expensive in the currencies of time, mental energy, and sometimes money. Audio learning is a powerful weapon in the fight against the tyranny of high cost. And high cost in terms of time, mental energy, and uh, perhaps money. Uh, In the fight against the tyranny of high cost information, uh, audio learning is a pretty good thing. The benefits of knowledge acquisition through audiobooks, audio programs, or podcasts include increasing vocabulary, improving listening skills, uh, boosting comprehension, and improved attention spans. And I've got some tips to drop on you for maximizing comprehension and information equity, to use another cool buzz phrase. First of all, multitask. Since our goal is to extract the maximum amount of information with the minimum investment of our major currencies, time and mental energy, thereby increasing information equity, listen to audio programs while you're doing something else that does not require your complete creative uh, attention such as commuting to work, uh, working out at the gym, household tasks, or repetitive tasks on a computer. In fact, I typically have a podcast playing in the background for about 80% of my workday, and people are uh, impressed when I tell them that I uh, listen to this much information. In fact, in the past, I would say that I read uh, a book or two a week, but that is, of course, done via 
audio reading, listening to audiobooks you can get through two or three audiobooks a week, actually. And then you can go brag. Say, I listen to, I, I go through two to three books a week and people are going to be like, wow, you must have some sort of superhuman intellect. But in fact, you are just listening to the audiobooks. Do, do clarify that, you know, so people aren't getting the wrong idea. Next tip, repetition. Listen at least twice. So what do the best Christians do? They read the Bible a lot. What do the best doctors do? Study medical papers a lot. What do the best stock brokers do? They read the Wall Street Journal every morning. If there is such thing as a, uh, a stockbroker who's actually good at their job. Unless an audio program was a particular waste of time, listen to it at least twice. The really good chapters of an audiobook or a podcast that really apply to you, listen to those things twice so that you can let everything really sink in. Recently, I listened to this podcast about SIM swipes and how scammers use SIM, uh, what is it, SIM swipes, SIM copying, and how scammers can use this to steal people's cryptocurrency. And I listened to it twice because I was like, whoa, this is kind of important. So the first listen is just about discovery. The second listen through uh, sets some goals like picking out particular themes from the podcast. Next tip, switch it up. Depending on your personality, you aren't going to want to listen to one particular audio program for more than a few hours, or I would say even one type of audio program for more than a few hours. And I also recommend switching up the topic. Uh, for instance, after two hours, your brain is going to be kind of tired of hearing about marketing trends. So switch up to a program about fitness or history. And I have a bit of a daily pattern with this. Typically earlier in the day, I will listen to podcasts or maybe even YouTube uh, programs or things like that about news. I want to be informed about what's going on in the world. I want to hear about the latest awful coronavirus related news for example, and I'll do this typically earlier in the day because if you know a bit about hormones, earlier in the day, you want your cortisol levels higher. You want your stress hormones a little bit higher earlier in the day so that you're like motivated to do things earlier and, you know, have energy to get through everything that you need to do. And News, anything news related, because it's usually kind of negative, is going to have that effect. And then in the mid-afternoon, I will often switch things up and I'll listen to some sort of audio program that's more about um, health, personal growth, entrepreneurship, those kinds of things, something a bit more positive. And then towards the evening, 
I've got some podcasts that are sort of like story-based. There's a podcast I like called Let's Read, and it just tells different stories, sometimes kind of crazy stories. Or there's a podcast out there about true crime. That's a real popular genre. So later into the evening, I'll listen. I'll, I'll do the lighter listening, the kind of things that are not going to be uh, stimulating any kind of stress for me so I can get ready for a uh, restorative night of sleep. And then I'm also, you know, I'm also just kind of listening to people's stories, listening to listening to what's going on in uh, in people's lives. I think that's kind of a good format for listening throughout the day. Although I heard some statistic, which is that the average podcast listener only spends about an hour a day listening to podcasts. So you'll have to be you'll have to be selective. I would, of course, encourage you to listen to more podcasts, you know, do three or four hours a day. Next tip, share with a friend. One of the best ways to learn is to teach. So make it a point to bring up and share with a friend something interesting that you learned uh, within about 24 hours of hearing it on an audio program. You know, if you learn about something interesting and then you don't really talk about it, you don't really do anything to uh, enshrine it a little bit deeper in your semantic memory, then it kind of goes out the window. So if you hear something that you think is really interesting and you're chatting with a friend's family member that day, say, hey, I heard this interesting thing and share it with them. And then that'll stick a bit more in your memory. In... Today's era of instant communication and social media, this is easier than ever. What's even better is to find a friend who will listen to the same audio program you are listening to and then discuss. Although I will mention this was something that was talked about in the book the shallows. They were talking about how uh, memory gets much more, it gets enshrined in your semantic long-term memory. Information does if you are vocalizing it. And that's part of the reason why I make a point of doing podcasts. A lot of the things that interest me is by vocalizing the things I've learned instead of just writing them down, it sticks in your memory a bit more. And so this is why I'd argue that it would be better to actually have a conversation with a friend about what you're learning as opposed to just, uh, I don't know, sending a link to them or text messaging back and forth about it. Next tip, goal setting. Make specific goals for each listening. Uh, For instance, uh, try to learn five new critical problem-solving skills from a particular audiobook or audio program, or learn two new interesting anecdotes to use at a friend's party this weekend. Also, prior to listening to the book, uh, background information on the main idea of the text should be understood 
somewhat. So maybe go and uh, read a book or listen to an audiobook and then go out there on YouTube or go out there on the podcast directories and find the other podcasts that are describing what's going on there and describing some of the setting to it. Like I'm in the middle of reading The Count of Monte Cristo. And so I went on YouTube and I uh, looked up uh, Alexander Dumas, the author, and I found this YouTube video. It didn't have very many views at all on the YouTube video, but it was just a little bio on Alexander Dumas' father. And his father was this really fascinating character who was a officer in Napoleon's army who uh, played, you know, all these different interesting roles in the the turbulent things happening during the French Revolution. It, it really provided some pretty good context for the book. And you could see how the character of the Count of Monte Cristo was really inspired by this dynamic character of uh, the author's father. That's kind of cool to know. That's interesting context that I want to have picked up from the book itself. Next tip. Use memory triggers. When you consume a piece of particularly valuable information, use a memory trigger to make sure that information is benefiting you at some point in the future. This is the practice of making some kind of absurd, yes, absurd, mental association that will be triggered by some type of event in the future. If this sounds like too much uh, mental gymnastics for your tastes, then uh, use the tip below, which I'll get to, or uh, use them together for better results. And if you want to improve your memory and make semantic uh, knowledge stick a bit more, one of the best tools I've found that's also free is the Super Memo Flashcard app. And this is an app on your smartphone, synchronizes with your computer, and it has this algorithm that prompts you to practice the things you're trying to learn, and it does it in a pretty smart way that sort of circumnavigates your forgetting process. I do recommend using it. Again, it's free and it's kind of cool. It's a well-designed App. So maybe check that out. I do link to it in the blog post that goes with this podcast. Next, take notes. If possible, while listening, keep a notepad handy or the notes application on your phone to write down anything you feel is particularly interesting or relevant. You'll find that facts and information stick more like I said, in your memory, if you vocally articulate them. So you don't need to be a, a podcaster yourself to do this. You can just use the Evernote voice notes function. There's a little button that you can just press in the Evernote app, and then you can take voice notes about whatever you want. And that's going to make the information stick just a little bit more. So 
if you if you call yourself a life hacker and you're not using Evernote yet, I I, I would challenge I would challenge your uh, bona fides as a life hacker. Next, voice and sound variation. Look for audiobooks that use both male and female voices, uh, professional actors, and uh, music or sound effects to go along with the reading. The best readers serve as models for students who struggle with reading aloud. The use of other sounds calls attention to certain dramatic parts of the text to further enhance the understanding. Next, understanding context. Understanding the political, historical settings, or life experiences of the author does a lot to help you understand the context of the book. Some audiobooks contain additional information, like author commentary, which is good supplemental material. It helps you to connect with the writer, giving you a better understanding of the writing process. And this exercise can also help you to form better critical thinking and in-depth analysis abilities for future readings. And those are my tips on podcasts. I might add that on the internet, this is frequently what you'll see. Whenever you're consuming information on the internet, you are often in a marketing funnel. That's right. You're uh, in part of a marketing process that maybe it's the podcaster, the author, whoever the guy or gal is that you're listening to and learning from, they have got a marketing funnel where they're typically trying to use uh, free content to sell you something else. And here's my frank take on this. I am not a big fan of online courses. There's been, over the course of maybe the past decade or so, uh, and it's really ramped up, almost a kind of an absurd level now, is this course space of people that do uh, YouTube videos which are free or podcasts which are free, and then they encourage you to buy some course that they've got. And... I push back on this a bit. I think that nowadays with the internet, what was it? Someone said that information wants to be free and that the internet essentially enables that. And this is part of the reason why I have not put out a, a limitless mindset course is I th uh, think that uh, a lot of times people can learn some valuable skill sets, learn what they need to know to improve their lives just by uh, listening to uh, audiobooks, audio programs, by reading books, and uh, even YouTube can be a real valuable learning tool, and then going out there and applying things. The, the application of the knowledge that you are picking up is going to be a lot more important than, and, and you're going to get a much better ROI from that than you will from a course that costs a lot of money. 
And I do believe that there are courses out there that are worth it. In fact, there was a course, there's one course that I can remember paying for that was, I think, $97, a nice internet marketing price point, right? And that did actually pay off for me. But I've gotten so much value out of out of free stuff and the uh, courses that cost money end up being time-consuming themselves. Um, there's a bunch of scammers and grifters that are in this space. So I would encourage people to be a little bit more skeptical and be a little bit slower to pressing those uh, those invitingly blue buy now buttons for all these courses that you see advertised out there. If there's a course that you're really thinking about, go and consume as much free information about it as you can. Go and find the books that are on the topic because the books that are going to be on the topic are going to be like $9 or maybe $13 or $14 on Amazon. And then go and apply what you're learning a bit and make some kind of progress by applying what you're learning from free information and from books that only cost $10. And then once you run into diminishing returns from that, then maybe go and shell out the 200, 300, 400, 500. Some of these people are selling these courses for like a thousand, two thousand $2,000, which is just ridiculous. Once you really run into a brick wall with the free information, then go out there and shell out some more money. That's my uh, that's my economic uh, advice to you. <laughs> I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. Looking forward to a continued conversation with you. <laughs>